0: Hello, and welcome to your next episode of Fixing Fitness with Kelly, the show that serves up real talk about fitness with a focus on why traditional fitspo just doesn't serve women in their 30s. Let's talk about what we can really do to get results that make all the effort worth it. Get more on the website at kellymarieroach.com, including exclusive access to my head-to-toe mobility routine when you download my free guide to the five worst exercise cues in the fitness industry. And tune into the Kelly M. Roach YouTube channel for weekly videos offering fresh perspectives on fixing fitness topics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back for season two, episode two. And in this episode, I'm gonna be diving into a trending topic. At least, apparently, it's a trending topic. It's showing up all over my feeds. And I'm going to assume that if you are listening to this podcast, it's probably showing up on your feeds as well. I am talking about the mobility trend. I'm seeing it all over the place in a wide variety of presentations, Uh, primal movement, general mobility, joint health, what have you, all of these different variations. And um, I wanted to dive into it a little bit today, just talk about the trend, talk about why it's important, and some of the reasons why you should maybe take mobility more seriously than you have in the past. So without further ado let's dive in a major source of inspiration for this podcast came from the fact that as i'm entering my late 30s i started noticing more than ever before the lingering effects of working behind a desk even just a few years ago i wasn't as aware of the postural adaptations i'd started carrying with me when i log out for the day now i'm not only aware of them i can see and understand how they haven't come on suddenly They've accumulated over the last 10 to 15 years, or maybe even longer. And it turns out, I'm not the only one who's noticing. My social feeds are flooded with mobility experts, tips for fixing tech neck, yoga exercises for correcting upper back hump, and more. The Pinterest Predicts, a Pinterest business tool, predicted an increase in 2023 of search terms related to primal movement. Specifically, they forecast that primal movement, as a search term, would increase by 120%, mobility stretches would be up by 140%, neck hump exercises up 210%, knee mobility exercises up 135%, and hip mobility exercises up 100%. They noted that Gen X and Millennials were the primary drivers of this uptick, and that tracks with all the reasons I just provided. These are the generations that are experiencing the physical impacts of their desk jobs in a big way. This is a new take on mobility and flexibility. Historically, the primary driver for mobility and flexibility training was to excel at the fitness equivalent of party tricks, being able to do the splits. Dragon squats, or other neat mobility complexes you'd see elite athletes posting on their Instagram feeds. But this pivot toward improving mobility as a tool to fight back against desk bod is refreshing and new. Furthermore, there's a case to be made for mobility as a key element in slowing the aging process. The term successful aging is not one that I was familiar with, but I came across it in an article that was written back in 2000 that sought to summarize the key findings of work examining the process of successful aging and offer up a succinct definition of it. Three components that determine healthy or successful aging are low probability of disease and risk factors for disease, high physical and cognitive function, and engagement with life through things like social activities. One of the most fascinating statements made in that article was as follows The previously held view that increased risk of disease and disability with advancing age results from inevitable intrinsic aging processes for the most part genetically determined, is inconsistent with a rapidly developing body of information that many usual aging characteristics are caused by lifestyle and other factors that may be age-related, i.e. they increase with age, but are not age-dependent, not caused by age itself. This falls right in line with what we talk about here. The problem isn't that we're getting older or becoming too tired to exercise or that exercise hurts our knees and our backs. The problem is that we have a lifetime's accumulation of postural adaptations, daily grind, and poor habits whose effects have amassed into what we lazily call aging. So how can mobility training change this course? We've focused here on establishing mind-muscle connections and relearning proper muscle order recruitment during exercise to fight back against desk bod and reactivate primary movers. All of this is aimed at strengthening our muscles and making sure the right muscles are getting the benefits of any workouts we do. But mobility adds another component, which is range of motion of our joints. We feel stiff after sitting at our desks all day long. We're realizing that we can't squat as deep, jump as high, or jump at all, and it's taking more than a quick chest and shoulder stretch to snap us out of the infamous forward-rounded posture. Those Pinterest predicts percentages are no longer that surprising. If we can't restore our mobility, then we can't stay as active. We can't exercise or perform daily activities as easily, which in the long run increases risk of falls and homebound lifestyles, which then also means less social engagement. So it turns out that mobility is just as much a part of a healthy foundation as strength is. Now, it's important to note that mobility and flexibility are not the same thing, even though they seem to work in tandem. Flexibility is the ability of the soft tissues to be passively stretched. Mobility is the joint's ability to move through its full range of motion. So if you've been desperately trying to get your splits through passive stretching alone, but you've been ignoring your restricted range of motion in your hips, you may want to consider switching your focus. And our hips, I think, are a key area where desk workers suffer. We've discussed the muscular adaptations that come from sitting at a desk and being sedentary during non-working hours. You must remember here that your muscles are responsible for moving your joints. So if you've got shortened hip flexors and atrophied extenders and rotators, your range of motion will be out of whack. So as you work to correct these muscular issues, adding in mobility training will boost your results. In a 2022 article in Well and Good, the doctor that was interviewed on the topic also said, "...putting muscles to work at their full range of motion can also increase lung capacity, improve blood flow to the brain, and support bone health. All of the above reinforces the body against the kind of frailty metrics that are common with aging, therefore boosting longevity." I took this idea to Google Scholar to research studies that found correlations between physical activity, mobility, and disability or lifestyle disease in older adults. And honestly, I was shocked at the number of studies that still apparently need to be done to show that staying physically active throughout our lives is crucial to maintaining a physically strong and capable body later in life. It doesn't really seem like it's something that's up for debate at this point. All of the empirical evidence is already there. I even came across one study designed to show whether being more physically active in midlife would result in greater mobility later in life. Spoiler alert, it did. So I struggle a little with why internet personalities seem to have to go to war to sell us all on the idea that we need to be prioritizing our mobility. Is it because the barrier to entry seems too high? Are we too overwhelmed with all these fancy specialty moves that we're discouraged before we even start? Or is it the same boring excuses that people give for not exercising at all? Personally, I don't need to be able to do even half of the fancy complex moves I see online. I just want to be able to do what my five-year-old body could do. I recently spent a week with my nieces and nephews, all of whom are under eight years old. They tirelessly run, jump, and play. They don't need to stretch out after a long car ride or complain of aches and pains if they fall asleep in a pile on the sofa. Now, I have to really think about it before I leap off the side of the deck, which, mind you, stands about two feet off the ground. Why doesn't everybody want to reclaim their full range of motion and their fully supple, youthful body? I think it's because we've been sold on the fact that it's unavoidable. Losing it is all part of the inevitable aging process. But the reality is that it's not inevitable, and I would go as far as to argue that it's not even natural. There's nothing natural about sitting behind technology for 8 to 10 hours a day and letting the effects of doing so accumulate over a lifetime, because that's all we're dealing with here. So the antidote would be to do everything we can to counteract what modern society is doing to our bodies. Taking all this into consideration, how much mobility training should you be doing, and how do you start? The keys with mobility work are going to be consistency and progression. You're not going to be able to do a Cossack squat the first time you try a mobility exercise, but you can start with shin box extensions, deep lateral lunges, increasing your ankle dorsiflexion, and performing windshield wipers to work on internal hip rotation. Each of these individually will support a component of the full Cossack squat. Consistently practicing those is part one. Part two is monitoring your progression and making adjustments to increase range of motion. Once you can do seated windshield wipers, try dropping alternating knees to the ground from a deep squat position. As your ankle dorsiflexion increases, you'll be able to get lower into the lateral squat. You can lower to a bench, then to some stacked plates or yoga blocks, and ultimately to the floor. As with progressive overload, where we add a little more resistance for our muscles every week to increase strength, the goal is to gradually increase the range of motion that you're working through to gain mobility in the joint. And in the same way that we add reps and sets for progressive overload, we can add reps and sets of mobility exercises. Start with just a handful of moves that support the joint you're trying to mobilize, maybe three to five. Then start with eight to ten repetitions of each movement, just to your current end range. You can do these as part of your workout or as a separate mobility training session while you're watching TV or even taking a break from emails, although I personally do find that these go a lot better for me if I'm already warmed up by at least having gone for a walk or something. Consistency over time is where the mobility gains are going to be. I really found some of the research that I did for this episode fascinating. I was shocked that that paper all the way back from two thousand twenty-three 23 years ago, tried to present the position that aging as we explain it, as we think of it, is not inevitable. And still, 23 years later, I don't feel like that idea has gained enough traction. And so for me, looking at this topic through that lens, like just accepting the premise that aging of the body as we know it is not inevitable, examining mobility as a key thing to support that, to counteract that, to go against what's commonly accepted, really just unlocks this entire box of ways to get into your body, recover your body, reawaken your body. And I will tell you from my own personal experience, just in the last couple of weeks while I was researching this episode, the movements that I have incorporated, the things that I have tried it's just like the first time you get to a gym. They talk about beginner's gains and how, you know, unfair it seems that people who are just starting to, starting out seem to make progress by leaps and bounds beyond the people who have been doing it for years and years. The same for me, at least, seems to be true of mobility. The gains that I have made increasing the rotation of my hips, opening up my hips a lot, that's where my focus has been, has really been phenomenal. So I would encourage you to go out there Find some of these mobility experts online that you vibe with. Take advantage of the free information that they are putting out there for you and give it a try, especially for my desk worker babies. This is game changing. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next week in season two, episode three. Have a good one. Bye-bye.